wonderful discussion this morning with David Watkins with a Y. A superbly talented man. There's only one problem. He supports Manchester United. United. But beside that, plays for Springbok Nude Girls, general, great player, has a fantastic single out which came out, what, about 18 months ago, Magic, and has just put out a new single called Education. Mm -hmm. So I thought I'd dive into the depths of, of Cape Town talent and have a chat with David and see what... What great gems and pearls of wisdom that he has to put out. We're currently speaking at a music school where he teaches, and there is a plethora of wonderful equipment here. Must be about four bar in this room. <laughs> so he's the real deal. David, thanks very much for, for coming to chat and just in, enlighten us on what you do and who you are. So let's start there. There we go. You? What an intro. Thank you for having me. Yeah. What, a, what am I? Who am I? I'm David. Um, with a Y. With Watkins with a Y. Um, and yeah, I play keys, trumpet, sing, songwriter. Hold on, hold on. Keys, trumpet, yeah, trumpet, sing, singer, a bit of guitar, bit of drums. You know, just a little bit here and there. But um, yeah, I love writing songs, playing with artists, and yeah, entertaining. Self-taught? No, definitely not. Well, actually, guitar mainly. But yeah, I went to Beausoleil Music Centre until I was 18, and then I studied at UCT. I did jazz studies, uh, trumpet and piano, and... Was that helpful? Because sometimes I see people coming out of UCT and they just know how to play. They don't know anything else. They can't even put a press release together. Ah, yeah, it's... Um, you make of it what you want. Uh, you kind of have to... Yeah, for me, jazz was tough because it became very analytical, where I just wanted to, like... Play. Enjoy it, <laughs> like, and just play the language. Mm. Um, and I ended up kind of just overthinking everything. Uh, so I had to just kind of focus on the feeling of music, the soul in the music, and, and kind of put aside a bit of the theory, even though it's good to know. Um, but yeah, I think with UCT, it's also about the contacts that you make and the people that are there. And there's wonderful players there. And, and creative musicians, and everyone's kind of got their own path of what music they want to make, even though we're doing jazz, you know, it's very... But, but isn't that the whole motto of the whole music business, about the contacts that you make? Yeah. I mean, we met in a combi Woo! On, 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 yeah. on the way to a gig when we were playing, I think it was with Arno, and yes. I was managing Hot Sticks Babuse at the time, and we just stuck up this amazing friendship because you could see... There was this drive. You've got this incessant drive to want to learn and to want to achieve. Is that your your driving ambition in, in, in this business called music? I think so. I think I'm always keen to learn because then I'm not staying still. I'm evolving and I'm busy and I'm yeah changing and hopefully getting better <laughs> all the time. And uh, and I also just love people. You know, if, if we get into a van, it's like. Hey, what's up? Uh, what you up to? And uh, figuring out different people in the industry, and and that was a good show that night. I think it was Wings, uh, and it was like a whole bunch of people there. Yeah, you played the so we had a lot of fun. Roberts on on Sipo's burnout, and it yeah, yeah. killed, absolutely oh, killed. No, it was, it was it was good. It was it was a good night. That was a good night. But yeah, and then um, breakfast the next morning got onto sport and, and life and 
yeah, it's, no, it was a good, good show. You, you're incredibly driven. Um, before we get on to working with the Springbok nude girls and being the, the, the sideman for, for Arno Carstens, who is a, a legend in South African music, whichever way you look at it, um, your own musical career, um, the song Magic, is a wonderful pop sensibility. Tell us about that, and then fast forward to your another pop sensibility that you've put out, the, this ditty education, which I, which I really like. Yeah, it's you a know, cheeky so take one. Take us to Magic first. Okay, Magic first. Um, so I was always writing songs, but like you said, like with Anna and other artists, I was always writing with people, and and I was okay kind of giving the stories away, and uh, but every now and again you kind of write a song where you're like, okay, but this is mine now, this is, this is for me. And, uh, so, yeah, Magic came about uh, very quickly, although the writing process was quick, but it, it changed a lot in kind of production and the chorus evolved over about an eight-month eight period. Um, as I kind of discovered more about the song and and um, and had um, uh, Jerry Liberty play guitars on it, kind of opened up a whole another sonic um, path. But yeah, I think it's it's uh, it was a fun kind of easy listening song in a way. Um, I I knew that the accessibility was quite good on it. Um, um, well, it's and got a wonderful pop sensibility. Oh, it sits, it sits really well on radio. There's a particular radio station in Cape Town, and I hear it at least three, four times a week. Yes, uh, you know, which is really nice. Fast forward now to education, which you've just put out mm. now. Um, now I say in the first weeks of of, of 2022. Why? Yeah, yeah. So education was written a while ago. I had the chorus like years and years ago. Uh, but it was because it's quite a cheeky, fun song, uh, and there are a lot of um, kind of creative. Uh, how do I say? I, I basically, I'm quite vulnerable in that song, and like I, uh, I took a lot of things where magic. I was very much in my comfort zone, and it's like that sound, um, that phrasing. It's very comfortable for me and, and it's fun. But this one was kind of the opposite where I'm like, okay, go outside your comfort zone. Like, uh, let's try a different phrasing, different instrumentation. And so, yeah, yeah, push the boundaries of cheekiness while I'm still young. And yeah, so. You say young, how old are you? I'm 32. That's young. So my uh, lucky, it's my lucky number on a red <laughs> wheel. Um, but, but, but David, go to. I wrote it when I was about. 25 that that chorus though and i just had a voice recording of that for years and years yeah you said you wrote it when you were 25 i wanted to go into that creative process are you voice noting your stuff or do you make scribbles down on a piece of paper next to your bedside or whatever when something comes up because obviously you have a plethora of ideas but you store them to when the time is right is that mm. Helping with with the success that you're having now because it's a joyous journey that you are. Yeah, the like you said, like waiting for the right time for the right song is is a massive part of it, because yeah, luckily I'm not with a label that's pushing me for a certain amount of output, so I can really take my time. And if I can, if I feel like the song isn't fully finished in my like in my heart, as <laughs> Jesus says, then I can take my time. So with education. I, I loved the hook of the song and the chorus that I had, but 
everything around it was just not right. So I took time. Uh, it kind of like matured over, and then then I'm like, okay, let me go back to it, and then and then it just kind of fell out. The rest of the song, and um, and a lot of songs are like that. I've, uh, I get I get I do both voice notes during the day. A lot of them are in the car because I'm like sitting in traffic and I'm just kind of like humming to myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then also I have um, a lyric book which has got scribbles for days and days and. It's kind of a combination of both, and I don't. I also don't freak out if I, if I miss something. So, I, I'm if if I get an idea, and say I'm like, in a place where I don't have my phone or something. I I kind of don't worry about it that much, and I, I just know it'll it'll come back, and it always comes back if it's a good idea. Now I'm listening to this, and I'm going. What is the one tip? that I should get right if I'm starting and starting this creative process? Do I need a, a special laptop? Do I need a specific program? The one thing that you look back, that mistake mm. that you made, that you go, hang on, I need to pass that tip on to someone so that they don't make the same mistake that I do. Is it, I need an SM58 microphone? What do I need so that I don't make that mistake, starting off? I think... Probably the biggest mistake that I made was putting it all on my own shoulders, saying, you've got to finish this whole song. It's got to sound world class all on your own. And that's impossible. <laughs> you need people around you um, to lift you up in the areas that you're lacking in, you know, because no one's perfect. No one's the perfect artist. So, yeah, I went through years and years of of doing demos that weren't good enough um, as like songs to put out. And then I didn't put them up because you know, they're just demos. I could hear that they were demos. And then I, and then I started working with um, people like Arno and artists that have had much more success than me. And I looked at them and I said like, well, they've got a whole team behind them. You know, they've got a mixing engineer. They've got the right mixing engineer. They've got the right bassist on that track and they've got the right PR and, and all these elements. And I was like, why, why am I trying to do this all on my own? Like, um, yeah, I think that was a big one. Like find the right people to, to help you. And, and, and when the penny dropped, when you said you'd assembled your team, was it almost mm. liberating? Yeah. That, yeah. That you had this now freedom to create, but you also had a, a fallback to help you. Yeah, yeah. In the areas where I needed quality control or an opinion or, um, yeah, someone just to lift me up in a certain area, suddenly I had that support. And then it allowed all the things that I was good at for me to be even more confident on. Because I knew that by the end of the day, with the people around me, I, I would be okay. What are the things that you're good at? <laughs> um, I'm storytelling with empathy. I love looking at um, at people and um, seeing their stories and and finding um, finding empathy and finding a, a song in their in their story because sometimes the songs aren't just about me. Um, what is education about? Education. I mean, it's a cheeky song. I think it could mean a couple of things because sometimes lurks come out and, and they're just, they're out there and then I sit back and go like, so what is that about? 
Um, but essentially, it's about um, my first romance and me being quite naive in love and kind of um, but, just learning. But, but, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's relatable because whether you're boy or girl, we all go through that. Am I right? That, yeah, yeah. That, that, that first love. <laughs> it's, and it's not, yeah, it's, it's the first love and especially if you... If you're late in love or, you know, like I, I was um, very much in my own bubble and, and uh, yeah, I didn't, and my first girlfriend was maybe a bit later than everyone else. Mm. So everyone that I had, I started dating already had like so many um, relationships <laughs> yeah. and like, and then I was just, I was just coming and being like, hi. <laughs> um, so the song's essentially about that. Um, yeah. And there's so much music out now. What are you listening to? Uh, what am I listening to? Well, I'm quite all over the place. Uh, I go through like, I kind of go through phases, but the big ones are always uh, Paul Simon. And I've just finished the, an audiobook about his songwriting, which is just so inspiring and incredible. Um, and then a big one lately is a band called the 1975 and the way that they're totally genreless was a massive like opening to me to say it's okay if you write a jazzy song and then a pop song and then you know it, it, the common thread is you mm-hmm. and there haven't been a lot of artists that I've seen kind of just break the rules like that, where I've always kind of thought, okay, well, let's follow up magic with like a similar song to ease the audience over. But like now I'm just, whatever feels right is right. Just write what you feel. So for David Watkins with a Y, um, why should people buy into your music? You were talking about that 1975 and that buying into this. Why must I buy into you? I think it'll be a fun journey. Um, especially if you can see a performance, whether it's live or, or video. Um, that's where I'm most at home, is in a performance situation. And Right, hold that thought. You're <laughs> most at home in a performance situation. We'll, we'll get on to the nude girls and Arno and everything else. But yourself performing, what is that setup? Is it a trio? Is it a lot of electronic gadgets? It's how, a, do, how do you perform? Uh, it's a trio with with the gadgets. It's uh, because the reality of touring in, in South Africa is you, you can't have a, have a very big set. You need to be mobile, portable, flexible. So uh, you, some some tracks and some and live music, but it needs to be tastefully done. That's that's the rule. You know, it needs to be seamless and engaging. And I'm very lucky that the players that I have around me just from being in the industry for a while, I've really got to have, yeah, uh, be surrounded cherry, by... Cherry pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can be like, put the words in that your guy's interesting. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, let's know more about that bass player and that drummer. And, and, and we do have a wonderful community in, in South Africa. Everyone's, um, yeah, everyone, we kind of all mish together. And, you know, the more you get involved in the industry, you realise that everyone's uh, overlaps and... 
talk to me about um, the nude girls and touring and that because they are rock royalty. Mm. Yeah, they're they're cool dudes, and um, I've 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 absolutely loved it because I I grew up I kind of missed um, bubblegum on my boots and, and that so so I kind of learned everything backwards that compared to most people and um, there's just something about the energy and letting loose uh, that I absolutely love. Like coming from jazz where it's, like I said earlier, it's quite, you know, it can be quite analytical and, and um, intellectual, whereas this is just wild. <laughs> and kind of having that balance and, and taking risks on stage, that's a big thing that I learned from the Spring Morning Girls is that um, just, you know, just take a risk and just go for it and, You'll surprise and, yourself. And your so. role in the band is all the brass parts. Of the so brass. I play keyboards yeah. uh, and, and, and trumpet, yeah. The, and the trumpet, obviously, in, in, the, in the Spring One Eagles is a very iconic um, part. And it's good fun. And, yeah, like, they've, they've been around for a while. They know what they're doing. They know what they want. Uh, they're incredibly um, well-toured and... Yeah, I've just, I'm, I'm a student. I feel like I'm a student in, in that band. I'm just like learning. Like, yes, tell me more. Okay, and what about this? Okay. Yeah, and the contacts, and they've been very good to me and kind to me and in guiding me in my own process and encouraging me. And plans, looking forward, looking 18 months ahead, where, what are, what are your, your goals and aspirations, to be blunt? Well, I don't know if it's coming out of COVID, but... I definitely want to play more shows, and I think that'll happen over time, hopefully. But I hope in 18, 18 months I'm playing even more shows, not just only in, in every aspect, in, in honor, in my own solo, and in, in Springbok. So that's, a, that's one. I want to have a, in the next 18 months, I want to have at least one uh, collection of music out, whether it's an EP or album. And I've written, I've written two albums, but it's, it's about timing, it's about budgets, and it's about a lot of things. So, well. When you say budgets, how much money? Not, you don't have to be gospel, but, <laughs> but, 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 but what should someone roughly try and set aside when you did education, for example? Am I scratching around at the bank for 50000 Is it more? Is it less? What are you scratching around to, to try and put together to get something mm, mm. out? When I, when, I de- when I decide on a budget, I also kind of look at what, is, what could I make back in the song. I mean, you'll never know, but when you write a song, it's like how accessible on radio is this? How You kind of have a gauge of is this a, is this a B-side? Is this a single am I going to push? Because uh, every song is different. So I might have, if I go full out... Music video, the music production side, it's probably 60 and 60K. And, um, but if I write a, a beautiful song that just needs to sit in, on its own without a big um, radio push or, or music video, a simple, then, then 20. I mean, you, you said earlier you've got a lot of songs out there. Maybe you've got two albums worth. Um, do you sit and do co-writes with people and say, look, I'm happy to write with you, but this is going for Mr. Djembe drum. 
<laughs> and I'm just going to want publishing and we're going to split publishing 50-50. Is yeah. that another way that you that, find yourself immersed in, in the business? Yeah, I think co-writing is, is quite important because you kind of see different processes of other people. And also then you see what other people struggle with. Like you could, you could be writing on your own and you don't realize what you're doing is very unique. And then you write with someone else and then you say, oh, oh, they do that and I do that. And then you kind of adapt and you... Um, yeah, you work off each other, and I, I wouldn't be able to finish any song without someone's input, yeah? because they add a thought here, or they play, even if it's a session musician, like Magic, he, even though he, I said I need some guitar, but we ended up doing some vocals and, and guitar lick ideas, and you know, it just took the song to another level. So, yeah, and then, and then I mean, you could give them... You could pay them hourly rates if they're a session musician, but um, or and give them a percentage. Or yeah, if it's a songwriter, 50-50, If it's three people, thirty-three, thirty-three, thirty-three. Yeah. Um, yeah. If support Manchester United, you need to get the maths right. <laughs> yeah. What an experience! I'm not so good at the maths, but but I try. Um, Closing off, artists mm. that you look up to. You said you'd listen to Paul Simon. You'd mm. listen to 1975, but individual musicians i mean you play keys so is it kenny kirkland david sanctious oh. is it david weckel on drums is it omar kim um Jeez. you were very gracious and have been a great supporter of music exchange and i remember in fact it was your question that i asked rachel z who's a two-time yeah. award winner about the gear and we've got this whole tour she's incredible is that someone you those are the people you want yeah. to be in a room with am i right absolutely and i mean um at the end of the day, I'm also just a fan, you know. I just absolutely, I love music and I get so excited to meet people. And yeah, like Rachel, uh, playing with Peter Gabriel just blows my mind. Like, I, he's a massive one for me. Um, Musician-wise, instrument-wise, uh, Chet Baker on trumpet was a massive moment for me, discovering him. I mean, he's the reason why I carried on with trumpet. Um, he made trumpet just so melodic and beautiful and tasteful, not just, I blast the trumpet. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, Chet Baker for me is probably the biggest, like, musical player. Um, what and, was that know, song that you heard of Chet Baker's and you thought, wow, I've never heard a trumpet sound like this? I think the first big one was There Will Never Be Another You. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> there's so many. Um, time after time is another beautiful one that he he did. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the tastefulness and and the the soul in that he puts into it. You know, it's like I don't need to be impressive as long as it's played with feeling and and taste. Then then you'll be okay. <laughs> I don't need to impress anyone. Just yeah. Uh, I think you'll be okay. It's been, <laughs> been a joyous talk, a, a joyous time, and I wish you all the best, and thank you for giving up 23 minutes and 30 seconds. There we go. Impart, impart some knowledge and, and some input for, for people. And as I said, we never know where these talks go, you know, mm. and you are a shining star in sometimes a very horrid scene, so thank you, Dave. Oh, thanks, Martin, for having me here. Yeah.